You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You push play and they'll push the limits. your boy time here and we are back with another episode of the cinnamon sugar podcast <clears throat> what about blue alone right there <laughs> where's my That's water what? at fellas 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 how was y'all's weekend d looks like you just got off vacation you're about to go on vacation what's on them luggages back there oh they just i we're we gonna talk about it in a minute i'm gonna let gary go first though i, I threw that back there for a reason I mean, I might be talking for quite a while, so are you sure you want me to go first? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I'll start off. So here's what I did this weekend. Nothing. Your turn. Oh, oh wow. You got me. I really <laughs> thought you were about to go somewhere with something. Yeah, no. Like, uh, absolutely nothing. nothing. Okay, well, I guess I'll go in. Well, Gary, I don't know if you know this. Actually, but... beforehand, congratulations, because I know where you went. Yeah. Yeah. Even uh, though it's two years ago, but still, congratulations. You finally got to actually be notified, noti- notification of it, I guess. I guess notoriety yeah. of it. Dude, it was so crazy, Gary. It's insane because, you know, it's been a while since I've been kind of, we've been able to do anything or do anything as it relates to football or. Just just to clarify so everybody's not lost, D'Angelo got inducted into the Tennessee Hall of Fame for sports this weekend. Yes. It was yeah. back in 2020, but they had the reception thing this weekend. So that's what I'm congratulating them on, even though I've already done it two years ago. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you, Gary. Thank you. Yeah, I was inducted into the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame um, this weekend. And it was crazy because there was a lot of people there, Gary. Like Javon Curse, he also got inducted into the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame. So it's anybody that played on the team in Tennessee. Well, Gary, I'm going to tell you something, bro, that absolutely blew my mind. We had to get there early. And, again, I hadn't did um, uh, these sports things in a long time. Um, so having an opportunity to come back as, a like, a Hall of Famer, like, I didn't understand how big a deal it was until after. And I'm going to tell you what I mean by how big a deal it was, Gary. There's people that's being inducted into the Hall of Fame, Gary. They owe the shit. I'm talking about they old as hell. I'm like, ain't no damn way. I'm like this age, they that age, like, and then, you know, you don't know anything about them because, you know, they're older, right? Bro, it was this one guy there, dude, and I was like, dude, I wonder what he did. Look completely different when he played. And I'm talking about, dude, this dude, accolades were insane, Gary. Like, insane. To the point where after I was like, damn, man, why you didn't tell me who you was? <laughs> and it had nothing to do. And I, I didn't know his name. I didn't know anything about the, uh, um, who he was in terms of because he was way before my generation, obviously. And, you know, he had all I'm talking about championship after championship and played under this coach. And I was like, man, it is insane. But then you, you don't really know what company you keep when you get invited to these Hall of Fame induction ceremonies. So it was really cool because it was sports across the board, Gary, whether it was female uh, basketball, um, golf, hockey, you know, whatever whatever sport it was you got inducted into, you know, based off that sport, it was pretty cool. Uh, but had a great time there. It was in Nashville. 
so I had opportunity to to, to travel a little bit. I, I got a question for you guys. And um, this will bring me to the first question uh, of the podcast. When you go over somebody's house and you take a shower, do you ask for towels before or do you ask for the towels after? You, not just people. I'm talking about you specifically. When you go stay at somebody's house, do you ask for the towels before or after? It's usually like too late. I'm just just before. Question. You asked before. Yep. Okay. I, Tom, what about you? You asked yeah, before. I mean, you yeah, asked... well, it don't make sense to ask after because how you gonna be asking? <laughs> okay. So you ask for a towel and they bring you a hand towel, face towel. I mean, yeah, hand towel for you to take a bath with. They put that in the bathroom because you jump in the shower. They bring you a hand towel. Uh, you get the hand towel. You take a shower. After you finish your shower bath, there are towels hanging up. Do you use those towels to dry off? 1,000%. Look, let me tell y'all something, man. I, I, I want y'all to look me in my eyes right now. Death to all uh decor towels the 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 towels that you don't use you just hang them up what's the point of stupid why would you hang a perfectly good dry towel up there and say no nah, we don't use those those just those just for show so that, if i had that, no toilet stupid, paper Gary. in the bathroom and you had a decorative towel i'm using that i okay so i'm not wrong for using a decorative towel no especially so who, they didn't bring you a towel who 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 does that, bro? Who are we still doing decorative towels in twenty twenty two? That's a that's I, a time question. I about to say I have to ask my mom. I know she because she actually whooped me one time for using a decorative towel. No, she I, didn't. Because I didn't know no better. I was like, well, I didn't know that. She goes, those towels are for decoration, not to be used. I said, what? Why we got a towel hanging up in the bathroom? We ain't gonna use it for. <laughs> But. It makes no sense to me, bro. Foul letter under the stuff that makes no sense to me. Right. Use the towel, and then, you know, it was a conversation about the towel. Like, hey, man, you know, they decorative towels. Well, then, and I what, go, was your question not, well, you didn't bring me a towel, so what am I supposed to do? Well, it wasn't even that. Even if I didn't ask for a towel, I, I still should be able to use the decorative towel. Do y'all not agree? I'm, I'm using it, yes. And now, and here's another one, and this may be, this may be a hot-button topic right here, but I don't care. If I wash my hands at your house, if I wash my hands at your house in your bathroom, I'm using that little decorative towel that hangs up right there to dry my hands off. Is One that time. not what it's for? I do it all the time. Yeah, I think that's what that's for, though, right? I would think. Oh, y'all out of control. <laughs> well, <laughs> out of control? That's just a, what's the functionality of having towels in there if you ain't going to use them? It's just like those plates, bro, that they don't allow you to use because right. they, I, I don't those know. special plates. I, I don't again, have any they, of those. I think yes. we should all, we should all go online and I know there's, there's going to be some somewhere, but find like fancy looking toilet paper and hang it above, right above your normal type toilet paper. And when people come over, get onto them if they use it and say, you can't use my decorative toilet paper. <laughs> I like that idea, Tom. I'm I'm gonna use that. I'm gonna use I'm I, yes, yes. 
I, I actually I like have a gripe to use about somebody's towels. Uh, can so every time I visit this one person's house, not mentioning any names, D'Angelo, um, when I take a shower in their shower, I try to grab a towel off the rack for the towel, and it's not screwed in the wall, and it falls off every time. You have to like you had it's like the operation game to lift this towel off this thing or it's gonna fall and it's the loudest thing because it falls on tile and it's so loud and this i've told this person like seven times they need to fix this and it still has not been fixed in like three years and it's a little frustrating and every time i go there i get a little anxiety knowing i have to grab this towel off this thing and uh what what, what should i tell this person time to get this thing fixed or do i just fix it myself I'm about to say, it sounds like you might just have to take the bull by the horns on that one and just fix it yourself. Just drill new holes somewhere else? Yeah. <laughs> and then they, they're responsible for the old holes because they didn't fix it. Right, yeah. right. Let I, them patch it up. D, yeah, how do you I, feel now? How, what, what should I do in that situation? Here's what I did, Gary. And, you know, sometimes you just got to come out and tell me, like, hey, bro. You got to get this fixed, dude. You got to get this fixed. Like, when we come over oh, your house, said it was you. I wasn't talking about you. I was just saying in general. Somebody. Yeah, when we come over your house, man, I, I felt like you said my name. I, I don't <laughs> know if you did or not, but I felt like you said it. Oh. So whenever I come over your house, Gary, I let you know when something is broken. I'm like, Correct. hey, man, you need to get this fixed. And he was like, well, I didn't know it was broken. I know. Get it fixed, bro. Get it fixed. And then you get it fixed. It, I didn't know that it was broken. And to let you know, the only reason why it's fixed now is because another friend complained about it. I mean, it is, it's anxiety-inducing <laughs> knowing that I got to grab this towel where I can't dry off. But if I pull too hard, it's literally all coming off the wall, and it's so loud. He said the exact same thing, bro. He said the exact same thing to the point where he was like, hey, man, just give me a screwdriver. I'm just going to go fix it. Like exactly the same thing, dude. I, but it's fixed now, just okay, to let so, you know. So next time I come, if I find anything, just write you a list. No, don't write. No, I didn't say don't write me a list. No, I don't just need a tell list. You? I just tell me. Just be like, hey, okay. man, this right here is broke. Okay. So when we came up there and I told you, I was like, hey, man, the sink stopped up. And you was like, oh, and I, what did I do? I fixed it. I fixed it. You was, cause you was just like, I'm gonna get to it. I'm gonna get to it. I was like, you know what? Don't worry about it. I'm gonna fix it. And I fixed it. I don't know what sink it was. Oh, now he don't want to give me credit. Okay. All right. Well, I don't know See if I fix another see, sink at your house. You see, you see, you see, that's just how rich people are, D'Angelo. Man, I, see I don't that. even know what sink it was. He could have been talking about the bathroom sink. He could have been talking I'm about, about the sink. bathroom sink. No, I'm talking see, about the I, I don't know sink. that bathroom sink. I'm never in that bathroom. You I, said, how would I know? And that's exactly what you said, too. That's why you said you was going to get to I tell my dad. That's exactly what you said. right. I'll tell my dad. That's what he knows how to fix that stuff. I don't know what to do. Yeah, so we 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 went to the Hall of Fame, man. It was pretty cool. Uh, got opportunity to to hang out with some really uh, cool athletes, uh, being inducted and just hanging out with family. Uh, we was gonna try to go see Nope. Apparently, um, I don't know if y'all heard this. Uh, is it Key? Is it, is it Key was the one that did it, right? No, it's Jordan Peele. Jo okay, so Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele is who did Nope. Well, apparently, somebody came out and said he's the greatest a horror movie and he said don't ever disrespect John Carpenter. Uh, John Carpenter and I was like ooh like John like Stephen King wouldn't be up there I could name four more 
That's Stephen what I'm King saying. Like, why, why did he say John Carpenter though? I'm, Stephen I'm, King. Well, because John but nobody Carpenter. had a problem with it, and I'm, I I felt like I did. Well, John Carpenter, obviously Halloween, the iconic uh, Halloween, and that was a lot of inspiration for Jordan Peele, and I think that's where he got a lot of his like wanted to be director, do the horror stuff. Is his uh, idol was John Carpenter, so that's why he said. But you got Wes Craven. You got James yes. Hahn of the Conjuring series. Like, you have so many other... You have George A. Romero, All the Night of the Living Deads. Like, you have so many other great uh, horror ones. George, I will give you, he's doing a great job. But yeah. I wouldn't say all of his are horror either. Like, Get Out, I would say, is more suspense. I wouldn't say it's horror. Yeah. I would say Us is more suspense than horror. I haven't seen Nopes. I don't know what it's like. I, I would say it's more suspenseful than horror is what I would classify it as. It's still good. Like, it's great movies, but, like, I wouldn't class... Horror is a slasher film in that aspect. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. I, uh, but, you know, we we end up uh, coming back to the house, man, and uh, got back to the crib, and, you know, everything has just been cool. Uh, that's what we did this weekend, or I did this weekend. Tom, what are we talking about today, man? So one of the topics I want to bring up today, I don't know which one we want to start with, so I'm going to pick. I saw, and everybody that listens to this podcast know that uh, one of Gary's best friends in the NFL is Mr. J.J. Watt. So I sent y'all the story of J.J. Watt responding to somebody that was trying to sell his their gear of J.J.'s, and he said, don't worry about it. We're going to help you with the funeral expenses. That seems like a very nice gesture. And you know what, Gary? Kudos to your best friend for doing that. I just want to get y'all's reaction and response to J.J. Watt, the goat of humanity, caring for everybody in this world. All right, so go ahead, D. He has a – this – I – he's done a lot, J.J. Watt has. Um not only has he done a lot uh, off the field, he's done a lot on the field in the three years that he did it. He's been just a normal. <laughs> I, am I not telling the truth? Am I not telling? You tell me you spot the lie. You spot the lie. I, he did it in the three years that he did it. Um, and because he's done it and continue to live off the three solid straight years that he did it, he has the ability to garner attention for the smallest things. However, this thing right here is like very big. I, I, I think JJ is very strategic on the people that he helped because he want to know that the people that he's helping need the help that he's giving them. And it's not just uh, one of those things where they come in and take advantage of a, a guy that has a lot of money. All right. Well, I'll give my opinion. So, um, I have been known multiple times to say uh, I'm not a huge fan. I'm not. I don't hate this JJ Watt. I just think he gets. Yes, a lot you more, do, Gary. I, I, no, I want you not, to come out and just. I know. I'm going to give you. Something. I'm going to tell you. So, I don't think he's as great as everybody says he is as a player in that aspect. I've said this before. And it's not like he's a good player, but like you said, he only did it for a certain amount of years and he's been hurt a lot and he hasn't reproduced that stuff. And it's not even close to the level of an Aaron Donald style. And they already, they, they try to come early in Aaron Donald's career. They were trying to compare him to JJ Watt, but Aaron Donald was already better than him at that point. 
And that's the thing is like they give him, they put him up here when I don't think he's up there. I think he's here. He's not in this level. But they keep doing that because of the three years and the, the I, I did I think he did he won the defensive uh, MVP I believe one year. I don't know for sure if that's for sure that? but what I thought he won one year. Is it what? I think he's won. I could be three. wrong. Three <laughs> defensive player years? I don't know. Yeah, I think he. Let me see. I'll look it up. But uh, he had a good stretch, but I don't think he's the same type of player. And they still try and prop him up. And I like I call that out on other on other players too. But I think he's a good player, but he's not that upper echelon like that. And then, um, but neither am I. So hey, I, it's everybody has their opinions. I just go by what I've seen, and I played, I played, I blocked him. We did all that kind of stuff. So like. I have a little different insight than other people, but uh, I will say one thing I am not a fan of. I think it's amazing that he helps so many people. He does all this stuff. The only thing I don't like is it just seems like all the time it's all about publicity. Like I feel like like to me, if somebody said they were selling my stuff and I wanted to cover their funeral, I'm going to slide in their DM and, and message them and say, hey, I want to do this, this. I'm not going to post at and try and get the recognition for it. If they want to post about it after me sign their DMs, that's on them. But I'm personally not going to do that because that's I wouldn't want to do something for for recognition. I don't do things to help people for recognition. I do it to help people in yeah, general. You, re- you, you really don't like JJ Watt. You no, really don't of, like no, it's not about hate. We can tell you this is this, even, this is not even just about Bro, JJ Watt. This is about anybody. Don't like JJ Watt. No, this is about anybody. I don't like when people do things for attention, and I'm not saying he did it for attention. But like, but, I just don't know why you why not just slide the DM or have your people reach out to them. And if they want to respond and put that out there that you did it, then that's fine. But when you put it out there, to me, it just looks like it's for recognition, he, and I don't think that's I don't do things for recognition. Like if I do but, something, but see, that's the thing, though, Gary. He he answered it in the way he responded to the answer. I mean, he responded to the question how he received it. It was publicly asked, so he publicly answered. It's not like I, – I, I mean, I see what you, you just don't like J.J. Watt. No, no, I'm, no, I'm, I'm saying in. anybody in general. So, like, I'll, I'll give you an example. So, like, I took people to the movies and stuff when I played, right? I took fans right. to movies. But I didn't, like, publicize, oh, I'm taking all these fans. I just did a random trivia question, and then I DM them and say, you want a, a ticket to a movie. I didn't post it for them to see. I just said – because I, I wasn't about – trying to get recognition for what I was doing. I just wanted to give back and do something nice for people, but I didn't care to get the notification, no notoriety for doing it. I wasn't trying to get people to see it because that's not, I don't, I don't do things for other people to see. I just do it because it's the right thing to do or because I want to help somebody. And I think that's, that's lost in a lot of people in the world nowadays because everybody's trying to post stuff to get attention. You can still be posting good things, but it's still, you're only doing it because of attention. Otherwise, why are you talking about it? Let them talk about it. You don't personally need to talk about it. Let them say, oh, you're doing this, this. Because now it looks even better because now you're not disingenuous because now you're posting it for yourself. Well, this is a little different, though, Gary. I, and I'm going to tell you why this is a little different. J.J. Watt is at a level that uh, I'm going to say you and I and nobody on this podcast has ever reached. Correct. I agree with so, that. So with him doing the things that he's doing, he has to keep himself uh, not necessarily relevant, but in the spot. I, 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 so my question, to... my question would be: You do you think if he would have slid their DM and said, "Hey, I'm going to do this. I'll help." Do you think they would have mentioned it to, to the public? 
I 1,000% think they would have missed in the playoffs. They would have, but it wouldn't wouldn't have been this big spectacle that it is right now. No, it would have came off better as a bigger spectacle because he wouldn't have been talking about it. He just would have been doing the kindness of his heart. But when you post about it, hey, I'll do this. Now it looks like, oh, I'm making sure everybody sees this. And that's what I don't like. So, so, so you got to understand what I'm saying, Gary, because you didn't, you didn't let me finish. You, you, you cut me off before I was finished. What I'm saying is, is he's one of those. He's reached one of those, those, those platforms or up there to where he needs the attention. And I'm gonna tell you what I mean by he needs the attention. You can sell charity. What I mean by you can sell charity, Gary, is what I'm saying is, is that. He's a charitable guy. He's in the news. 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 And guess what that's now doing, Gary? That's now generating funds for him. Because now there's people out there saying, yo, you know, he's a good guy. I want to, I want him to advertise this for me. I want him to do that for me. I want me. So he's really, I I think it's a great move. I think it's great on both sides because everybody wins, Gary. He's selling charity. So no, I, so I will say my issue with that whole comment you just said was, I don't do charity to get paid money in in return. And if you're doing things for, like it, you said, it, even, in turn even, you can make money not, from he, it. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to do it for that. That couldn't. That didn't even got. I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that's even what he's he doing. I'm just saying the way happening. it looks. I'm saying yeah. the way it looks. That's all. And I just have a different view when it comes to charity because I don't. I personally, no, I'm different than everybody else. I don't. I don't want recognition. I do things I don't want people to know because I don't care. I'm not. I don't want people to like. Oh, he did this and this. It's not about that. It's about you getting taken care of or you, me helping you. I don't need you to talk about. It. I don't need publicity for it because I don't need the recognition. I just want to do it to help you because I think it's the right thing to do. And that's why like, you'll never see me post about oh me donating to this to that because that's just not. That's something that to me that's disingenuous. In my eyes, it may not be in other people's, and it may not be the intention of people. Well, what if, what if I what if I told what if I told you that you not posting it is maybe you settling or not getting top dollar or top billing for what it is that you're doing? I'll give you a case in point. When JJ went public a long time ago, they matched his donations. In fact, they did more than matches. It was in the millions, in the millions, Gary. Because he decided to go public and post it. And after he did that, every celebrity and person out there went public and did exactly that to, to, to try to draw the same funds that he drew. But again, when you do that, are the celebrities not just jumping on it to get the uh, publicity for themselves, the goodwill for themselves? And again, that's where I, I get lost on that thing is because. I don't do things to help people for recognition or for notoriety. That's not something I would ever do. Yes, it may help people more if I did do that. But I think if somebody wants to talk about something I do, that's on them. They can do it. I don't need to do it because it ain't about me. It's about me doing something for them. I don't need any recognition for it. If they want to talk about it, then I'm good with it. They can do say whatever they want. But it ain't something that like I I need to like I need to hear. Like that's not what it's about for me. So, so here's here's here's, is, here's where the problem lies with that, Gary. And this is I've struggled with this same uh, thing that you're not struggling with that you're dead set on. So when when you're out there and you're using you, you have help from the public, you're using the public to help you and your endeavors to help themselves or the community and you need that help. 
how do you get them that help without publicizing it? How do you, you know what I'm saying? You see what I'm asking here? Like, how can I not show them what, because if I show them what I'm doing and they see it and they know that I'm doing it, then they're more likely to help me. But if they don't know that I'm doing it, then how can I get any help? And I need help helping the community. Well, I think the thing is when it comes to big things like that, it's different. You can say, hey, I'm partnering with so-and-so to do this. You don't have to be like, oh, hey, I'm going to donate $10 million to them, and then that's it. And then they don't even know or something like that. I think you can say, hey, I'm partnering with them. I'm going to help this this charity or this organization out. They're, they mean a lot to me. That sounds more genuine than just like, hey, I just donated this to this company, and that's it, or this people. And if you just leave it at that, hey, I just donated X amount of money to – X charity. To me, that's about you're just doing it to look at me. Yeah. And it's not what it's about. And if you say, hey, I'm gonna partner with them, they really mean a lot. I, I'm gonna do a lot of work with them. And so that to me sounds more genuine and it means more you care about it, and it's not about you. Because now you're trying to bring them in. But if you just say, Hey, I just donated X amount of money to them and you left it at that, to me, that is terrible. Yes, you gave them money, but you're only doing it because look at me, look what I just did for your own satisfaction. And that's not what giving to somebody and helping people is supposed to be about. It's not about your satisfaction. It's about helping them and doing the right thing. And and I'm I'm a I'ma just go perspective, Gary. I don't I don't because even if you're saying look at me, I mean the help is still being received. Oh, I agree. The way I just I see what I I'm just saying? I just don't like for me I don't like it. But again, I think a lot of our society has turned that way. Our society is look at me, look what I did, look what I did. And everything's about getting notoriety for people. And this is in general, this is in general. This isn't like just right. one person. This is a lot right. of people. And what go I can't ahead, stand is the people that you see like walking up to a homeless person, videoing them, giving them food or something. You know, it's like, you know, like that's that's the stuff I don't well, like. Well, here's, here's, here's the thing. I used to, I had a problem with that when I first, when I first saw him time. But then like, I don't have a problem with it now because the homeless person is getting more food now that people want to shoot those videos. I, I'd rather them have the food and get the video shot than not have the food because uh, there's no gain from the person giving again, them that food. How do you know they're it, not it getting food without videos? At how do you know they're not getting money or food without the videos? Like for me, I gave money every Christmas time when I went to the movies. I went to the Christmas. Yeah. I went to the movies every Christmas when I was playing in Charlotte and Cleveland because we always had to be there for work. Every Christmas, I would go to the movies, and there was always a homeless man that always was outside the thing. Every Christmas, I gave him money to go do whatever he wanted to, Merry Christmas, whatever. I did, and I never wanted to film it, didn't care, because it's not about that. It's about, I want this person. Do, if Just because I didn't film it, you, find, you don't think other people are doing it too? He stands at this spot because he knows he's going to get something at this area. I guarantee you there's other people, but if you're filming it, I don't. I, to me, that's just very disingenuous. If you want to film, you giving a homeless person money well, because now, now up, it's looking at me. Hold, hold up, hold up, gear. Hold up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I want to make sure you understand what we're saying right now, and 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 I'm not. Maybe this will make some sense to you. When I see these people giving these homeless people money, this ain't just like a dollar or two, gear. We're talking about hell. I'm, if I give a homeless man fifty to a hundred dollars, you damn right I'm gonna record it. Yeah, here, yeah, here you go. You go out there. You wasn't giving this homeless guy for Christmas over a hundred dollars. I gave him two hundred dollars every Christmas. 
Okay. And if and if you want to get technical, you can ask Terrell Sutton this every Christmas, leading every Thanksgiving and Christmas for about five days in each holiday. I go to a restaurant and I bought four people's uh, food without them knowing who paid for it because it was in the spirit. And I didn't want recognition. I made sure the waiters and waitresses did not tell anybody because it wasn't about getting notification. It was about just helping people and giving back. And Terrell Sutton matched me on that and went with me too and did it. So I have proof to doing this because it's about doing the right thing. But that's what I'm saying, though. If you'd have never told Terrell Sutton about this, he'd have never known you was doing it. Therefore, but I didn't he post didn't. about it. But I'm saying I didn't post but you, about but it. But you get what I'm saying, though? No, like, it's, it's one of those things well, yes that you and can no. start. So, yes and no, because he just happened to be going to dinner with me, and I did it. And that's okay. how he found it. I didn't tell him I did it. I just did it when he happened to be at dinner with me. Oh. So then he's like, I want to do that, too. I'm like, go ahead. You can pick somebody, tell them whatever you want. But it was just about giving back during the holidays. And I never wanted to get any recognition. Nobody ever found out it was from me. So if anybody saw it, they would know now. But I never got anything from it. I didn't want anything. And then I always tipped the waitress of the other person well because it was holidays. But it was just a way to give back. And I think I, I did never, I've never done anything when it comes to charity and aspect to get notification from me. It's always been where I'm doing something. D, Gary thinks he's sneaky. Gary <laughs> thinks he's sneaky. You know what he's just been doing the last 10, 15 minutes? All them times he didn't get no notoriety for the charity he did. Now he's putting it out there so he can start to get some notoriety for it. Yeah, no. that's what it is. <laughs> no, the problem is there's no way to, to back up that unless those families came out. That's the right. only way. And I don't, want, I don't want it to because it's not about that. That's the thing. It's never about me. I don't want anything to be about me. It's about what I'm doing and giving to them because I don't want it to be twisted to be, oh, why are you doing this? I just want to help somebody. What, what, what if it? Simple. But here's it. This this is this is why, I I have an issue with you having an issue with people making it about themselves, because even if I made it about myself, or even if it wasn't my intentions to make it about myself, it's the perspective of other people, not mine. So even if I didn't do it for the notoriety, you gonna hit say that I wanted it for the notoriety anyway. But maybe I'm just filming this because I don't have as good a memory as you have that I have. I or, agree. It could be 100 percent be perspective. Maybe it was something that but, they'd never done before, Gary. Maybe but it was. My, but, but if you're gonna walk up to a homeless person, stick a camera in their face, and then put post it online for like millions of people to see, it's like, oh yeah, look at this homeless person. Right? If you're a homeless person, yeah, you're glad you got food, but do you really time, want? You but you no know, time. You're not understanding what I'm saying though. If I'm giving a homeless person a hundred dollars. Yes, I'm putting it on. I, yeah, I'm doing. I'm doing a video. Like, hey, you know, here you go. I'm doing. Yes, because that's not something. That's not a dollar amount that you just give somebody. See, I'll, I'll give you. my you See what I'm saying, Gary? No, no, I understand that, but I'll give you my perspective of what it for me when I see somebody when it looks just genuine, whatever. For partnering with a charity and you're just making it about you, I don't want to associate with you and you giving to that charity. I am not going to donate because it's all about you. It's not about them. And it's already turned me off of trying to help who you're trying to help because you made it all about you. That's my perspective when it comes to when I see it that way. If, I, if it looks like it's all about you, then I don't want to help you. I'm want to help. I'd rather help them. But if I help them, I'm helping you because you got all the notoriety, not them. That's where I struggle, and that's why if I if it looks like and it, I'm not saying it every one of them, but a lot of stuff it does. People make it about them, and then you can tell the people who make it about them by the way they talk and interact with the stuff. And that way, how they film it, it's about them. It's not actually about helping people. Right. 
And then that's where it turns me off of wanting to help who they're help because then now it's going to be about their goodwill that they help somebody else. Now, if I just, if they just did it, hey, I'm a part with, like you, D, you partner with uh, breast cancer because it truly affected you in, in your life. Like, it's, you don't make it about you. You make it about what happened to your family and how you don't want it to happen to other people. That's about the organization, not about you. Right. So and I think there's a difference. Open. There's different. No, yeah, there's, there's a huge difference. It's a difference between fundraising and then, you know, doing charity, you know, yourself um, or doing something yourself for notoriety versus actually just genuinely trying to give back to the community, whatever. You know, so, yeah, I understand your side of it, Gary. And I, and I see what you're saying, D, is like sometimes, you know, uh, getting the word out there or showing, you know, sometimes people will copy, especially in today's trendy world. People will jump on a trend and go and do the same thing. So I can see both both sides. I just, uh, you know, for me, it's, it's where's your heart at whenever you're doing it, really? Is it in the case of you're just trying to do this because it's the cool thing to do? Um, or are you doing it because you genuinely, you know, want to help people and make the you know world a better place? Right. Well, uh, oh. y'all ready to go on to the next one? You got yeah, yeah, you, ahead, huh? you know, we, we just talked about how social media can be such a, uh, you know, useful tool in spreading the word. There's a, a very ugly side of social media, too, called cancel culture. So I want to talk about some cancel culture situations that have come up here recently. And uh, I, I know I brought up uh, Dave Chappelle's show getting canceled, and then one of you brought up Kid Rock. So I want, I want you to dive into the Kid Rock topic. I think, D, you were the one that wanted to bring it up, right? Yeah, I did. Well, Kid so, Rock's a little different than the social media. Yeah, I, well, I want to I want to talk about Dave Chappelle just real quick because I, I, I've I've had conversations like this. Gary's had conversations like this. Tom, you've had conversations like this. Every person in the world that's had friends, or had friends, or have bumped into somebody and had a conversation with, has done this, where. You say until you blew in the face that you're not one thing and you explain it to them and you make sure that they know they're not. And they say, yeah, we know you're not. But then I say something and you're like, well, hold up now. What? This is what Dave Chappelle is going through right now. He's been saying for a very long time that the things that he's talking about, he's not talking about it in a malice way. Like, so it's it's kind of one of those and I understand the perspective of those that are not like men. If you're not a woman, don't talk about a woman. If you're, if you're, if you don't identify in that category, then you shouldn't be talking about it. That's, that's where we are right now in 2022. Like you, if you don't identify with that category, you can't talk about it. I'll give you a case in point. The way that I grew up, I grew up, uh, with not a lot of money, Gary, same way with you. Correct. Mm-hmm. But because I am where I'm at right now, I'm not allowed to talk about those hardships because that's not my status right now. So that's where we live in that in 2022. So with that being said, um, I, you know, it's, 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 it's interesting. Gary, what do you think? I think it's ludicrous. Um, the fact that the venue had already, they knew who Dave Chappelle was. They've seen a special. They booked him for this thing. They knew this, and then they canceled it a day or two days before because of a social media backlash. It's it. That's the whole thing of the cancel culture. The, the thing is, comedians 
you can choose not to listen or watch a comedian. You don't have to like try and destroy them because like one of my favorite comedians, people might not like him, but I have a different sense of humor than other people. I really like Anthony Jeselnik. He is very dark and there is no limits with him. Yeah. Uh, I introduced him to D. D knows who he is. He's like literally called the dark prince of comedy. But I like dark comedy. I like dark comedy. I don't think there's ever too soon in comedy. I, I just, to me, comedy helps you deal with grief and get over things quicker because it can bring a laugh and bring a smile to your face. And I think some people just get so caught up with what comedians say when comedians are just saying a joke. Like 90, 95% of what they say, there's no negative. Like they don't mean what they say. It's a joke. And everybody does it. Women comedians joke about men. Men comedians joke about women. Every comedian jokes about everything. It's just how it is. It's comedy. There's no off limits in comedy. I truly believe that because comedy is you don't you have a choice to listen or not. You don't have to watch them. You don't have to listen to them. But when you start to listen to them and you complain about somebody else because you don't like them, that don't mean you have the right to affect somebody else's enjoyment of them. Like I don't think anybody has a right to affect other people's enjoyment. You didn't have to go to the venue. You didn't have to throw uproar over somebody going to this thing. What if somebody did it to the same thing that you were behind? Would you be pissed? Yes, you'd be pissed too. Like it just doesn't make sense. The whole cancel culture I stated multiple times on here is terrible. It should not be a thing. I, companies bend to it way too much because everything's ran by the dollar and all businesses care about is dollars. They don't actually care. Here, spoiler alert to everybody listening to this. Businesses does not do not care about any individual person, organization, sexuality, or anything. All they care about is money. They only say what they need to say to get your money and trying to bend it in to make it where it fits so they can keep getting money and not get canceled so that money keeps coming in. They'll do whatever they need to do to keep that going. Gary, yeah, you all right, bro? I'm just giving you facts. Damn. It's, it's been yeah. proven over and over again how – how companies been to whatever's the whatever's going on right now, whatever topics are going on, they try and make their business model fit that for the time being, so that way they don't lose the money because all they care about is money. As soon as it takes a hit on their dollar, things change, and then it goes back, and then goes back up, and then they'll go back to the to the well, same. You know, one thing I thought was funny is uh, you know you've seen those accounts where they take a picture of like a company's Twitter handle in America. Versus their Twitter handle, like overseas somewhere that you know, especially during Pride Month, that doesn't believe in gay uh, marriage, and like no mention of it, no you know talk about you know Pride uh, on those other countries because they know it's gonna affect their money over there. So, but over here, you know, where it's being celebrated, oh yeah, we'll jump, we'll jump on the train. But you know, where where you actually need to talk about it and. In order to help make a change in this world, you're going to just stay silent. <laughs> well, and, and that's that's the part I'm talking about. Like in other countries that like same-sex marriage isn't legal, these companies still do business there. They don't promote that stuff in those countries because it will affect their bottom line. And it's the same thing. Like you, every we can talk about with the the, the live golf right now. Everybody's all over them because it's Saudi Arabia. You know how many companies have a deal with Saudi Arabia? America has a deal with Saudi Arabia when it comes to oil. So, like, you're, you're getting mad at these players because of their deal with Saudi Arabia. But there's all these other companies that you have, you buy products from that have deals with Saudi Arabia, and you're not upset about them because it's all about the bottom dollar. It's all – same with China. Yeah. China has so many negative things, but – 
again, bottom NBA. You had the NBA, for example, NBA itself. They fired a GM or reprimanded a GM because he wanted democracy. He stood up for democracy in China, and China said, no, we're not playing NBA. And they said, you can't do that because it's all about money. This is I, I, it, it blows my mind when people say, hey, I wouldn't do that or I wouldn't do this. I wouldn't go play for live because of, you know, what Saudi Arabia stand for and this and that and the other and whatever. And then they come with a 60 million dollar offer and you like, yeah, I'm swinging the hell out this golf club. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm trying to hit whatever I need to hit. What, what time? When? Where? And how? And and that's what people don't understand, man, that that dollar that these businesses uh, that you understand are, are taking their money is very similar to how people are operating themselves in terms of I'm a business, so therefore I'm going to take this money that Liv is offering. Charles Barkley, I think, was saying that he was going to play in an exhibition game over uh, and that because of that reason, they offered him a lot of money for him not, that he couldn't turn down. Yeah, the just amenities like, were insane. It, like, I know people will say this and that and that you can't do that i literally had this conversation with some of my friends we were talking about the situation and it was x amount of money to do something like no i wouldn't do that i said i promise you if that money was in front of you or it was a contract where you're guaranteed to get that money your mind changes because it's different when you're just talking about hypotheticals but when that money's in front of you everything changes reason blows out the window of it because now you you're going to see that money firsthand it's a whole different aspect when you're thinking hypothetical versus realistic or reality, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, because it's not you can't fathom it and then until you can, like, oh snap, this is like this is like a real life situation. Mm-hmm. And when they really present it to you, I mean, you nine times out of ten, they're taking the money. Yeah. Like and you have your guys who are like Tiger Woods. He's already worth hundreds and hundreds of millions. The money doesn't matter to him. So, like, he doesn't need that money. Like, it's different, too. Like, if you have people that aren't doing really well on the tour and golf and they got offered $75 million to go play less tournaments and still make that money, why would you not? Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm rolling with the money, Gear. Sorry. It's just, Sorry. I'm just saying, it's, but that's all businesses in general. It, they only care about yeah. the money. It's not really about any of the topics that are on hand going on in the world it's literally about making sure you think they're about it so that they can keep your money coming in yeah i i got a question for you here mm-hmm. uh, because i i've i've been keeping up with football i know you hadn't really been keeping up uh with football much you but gonna jump over you gonna jump over kid rock I know I'm, I'm coming back to kid okay. rock but i i don't, I don't want to lose this thought though i'm gonna come back to that kid rock I'm a bookmark it, but I, I got to ask Gary this question. So Devon, Devontae Adams came out and he said from switching from one Hall of Fame quarterback to another Hall of Fame quarterback, there's a little difference. I'm not saying that Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr are in the same category, but I want you to help me decipher what the hell he was talking about. Because I'm lost. I have no idea what the hell that means. But I, I'm I'm a bookmark that and I'm gonna go back. I, I just want you to remember that. I have no idea what the hell that means. Uh because they're not in the same category at all. Now I wanna go back to the Kid Rock concert. So Kid Rock concert was canceled because of high winds. 
and the people there just absolutely lost their damn mind and started throwing stuff on the stage. I want to know, and we all know that any form of protest in any form is bad. Gary, we know that people don't like how you protest. Hell, like you said, Gary, you didn't like how what we were talking about earlier. You ain't like it. Wasn't a protest, but you just didn't like it. I'm saying that they shouldn't have thrown stuff at those hard-working security guards that are up there because they ain't got nothing to do with Kid Rock canceling the show. Now, I, I, I'm i saying that on the perspective of the security guard. Now, if I'm on the perspective of the people and the fans, I might have threw some shit at them too. Now, I'm just, <laughs> I, I'm just saying it depends on what all I had to go through to get there. So I'm just letting you know I see both sides, but... If I'm level-headed and I'm not angry and my emotions are not in the way, these people lost their damn mind, Gary. I agree. I don't think – but, again, they weren't level-headed. They already watched his opening act. They were drunk. And, you know, alcohol and anger don't mix. So uh, that's what what happened. I, I don't think uh, they have any right to do that. I think that was wrong. I think um, if any of you the security the guards – no, not if they did that. No. What? I would have refunded the money beforehand, but if they're trash and everything, they got on the stage and I don't, so supposedly they may have trashed and things. I don't know what was trash, but like if equipment was trash. Yeah, it wasn't no. all the fans, though. I mean, you no. can't, that's what I'm saying. You're going to make us all pay because a couple it was, of yeah, it, was, it, it was a lot of them, though. If you can't pinpoint who the fans were, you got to give everybody their money back. Yeah, but if you can pinpoint it, because they have video, so they can definitely pinpoint it. And right, you hold them liable then. So, them, you, yeah. so you, you a couple bad apples spoil a bunch kind of guy, huh? Like everybody. No, but nah, I was, I like with, with the, the video, stage. with the video. Well, I'm saying if it was everybody, yes, and you only had ten people that didn't, that sucks. If Here, the majority you, is, you went out. I'm gonna tell you something, bro. If I'm in the last row in the at the Kid Rock concert, bro, and I throw something and it don't hit the stage and you don't give me my money back, I'm pissed. Not because I, I yeah I threw some, but it didn't land on the stage. All the people shit that landed on the stage, they need to get they they don't need to get their money back. They don't need, but everybody stuff that landed on the stage, I went to a Kid Rock concert, Gary, not too long ago, and it was insane how many people were there. And I told my wife, I said I feel like I just went to a NASCAR event. They was rolling in coolers, bro. Everybody was lit. It was just like you know, it just it. It smelled like a concert. It was insane. What did the smell like? Uh, alcohol. Like, you know, it smelled like you just been drinking all day. I don't know. I don't and, drink. And then, but just listen to what I'm saying. It, it, it smells like an alcohol factory covered up by cologne. Okay. I've been, I yeah. know what that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you see what I'm saying? Or perfume. That's what it smells like. That's why I say that's what concerts smell like. And then you add in the humidity and boom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> concert smell um but yeah with that being said canceling events like this for high winds like if the people don't care about their safety and you care about yours that's another thing i he didn't just it wasn't a, that he didn't show up now maybe he didn't make the flight maybe it was something on his end that he did but either way if it's a safety issue man I think he made the right call. I agree. Because if he didn't, then they're going to do what they did uh, uh, the other week. It was a couple weeks ago. I can't remember what lady it was. But I don't know if you remember Travis Scott a few, year, a few years back. Yeah. When he didn't stop the concert and the fan died. Well, she stopped and she helped and pointed out and 
was like, oh, yeah, you know. But now imagine if he was to go on with that concert and somebody was the, you know, it was supposed to be an accident or something like that, then it's going to be completely different. So I understand him taking the safety measures that he took. Hell, he a grandpa. He need all the money he can get. Oh, I agree. I'm all for I'm on that side of it being canceled. I think you're fine. I don't think you have a right to destroy the stage. Okay. Now we can get on our dead car. So I think what he was saying, I think he was just talking about a way to prop up his friend and now new teammate because they're they're actually really good friends from the college. And so they're really close. And I would say a way to prop him up and deflect the question. And I think he deflected it perfect by, by just trying to say there's not I think it was a sarcastic answer in the aspect of. What are you talking about? We're going from I'm going from one Hall of Famer to another. No, there's going to be no change. And I think that was the way he was making it out to be. And it's a way to deflect the question so that you don't disparage Derek Carr. And it's also one of your friends. So you're going to try and stand up and prop him up, too. I was about to say, D, what do you expect him to say? That's his homeboy from I'm college. Tell you, I'm going to tell you something with. right now. I'm going to tell you something <laughs> right now. I'm going to tell you something right now, Tom. And I will punch Gary in his damn mouth. If if they compared me and Adrian Peterson, he was like, well, you know, D'Angelo is a better running back. I'm punching him in his damn. You're lying. You're lying, Gary. But I wouldn't I, do that. But you. But that's what I'm saying, though. We may but have you, a different relationship. Here's the difference, though. though. You're not going to play with him this year. Even if even, I was going to play look, with him. Even if not. I was. You, that's not something that you tell somebody, bro. That's just you. That's not, bro, that's that. I Sarcastic or not. Tell the damn truth. That's not. Uh, in all honesty, I'm probably gonna be like, man, we need to get a replacement for D'Angelo. Be honest. That's what I'm saying. Be honest. I, but you gonna sit here and tell me you okay with that? Like you okay with him propping up a friend? Maybe they have a different relationship than we do. Our relate. Remember, our relationship is based off of hatred and mean spirited and negativity. And we Where get through all it. Where did this come from? I don't, I didn't, <laughs> damn, yeah. <laughs> when, when you gonna let me know that's what it's based off of? <laughs> we, I'm you giving said you it, love, you said, it, you said it on the amazing race. Negative reinforcement is what drives our relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I, but I, I didn't, I didn't understand that quote. And then I, that's why I brought it here. Tom, what do you think he meant by that quote? Saying that he left one Hall of Famer, went to another Hall of Famer. So you know it's gonna be some adjustments there. Yeah, I mean, obviously, that's one of his best friends. They've been friends since college. They were, you know, they came to the league together. And this, uh, what, what, what do you expect him to say in that situation? Is kind of what I'm thinking. But you know, it's like, um, I think, I think honestly, he's just saying something that he knows is needs to be said in the public. And him and Derek Carr can talk about it. And behind the scenes, like, ha, that's funny that you said that I'm the same yeah. as Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, which, with, with that being said, talking about like the greatest, uh, like being good and being compared to certain people, uh, as it relates to um, uh, us comparing Aaron Rodgers to 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 this guy, Derek Carr, and I mean he's more than just this guy because to the the Oakland Raider fan base, he's one of the best quarterbacks to play for them. Um, not, I mean, not many great quarterbacks have played. Well, no, I take that back. Uh, can, can you say Gannon was a great quarterback for them? He had a couple of years, a year or two, I think. 
Okay. Well, I've I'm got gonna... a question for you, D. Yeah. If you could compare yourself to any other running back and you think y'all have similar type of games, who would it be? Like, what was your – if you had to compare – pick one other running back to compare your game to, who would it be? That's playing right now? No, just in general. It could be uh-huh. any time. History. Who would you say your game is like – is modeled after, I guess, or like similar to? So, <laughs> I hate that I'm about to say this. Uh, so, Barry hey, before Sanders- he goes, can we go? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, you can go. I don't have one for him. Go ahead, Tom. So mine for D'Angelo is definitely Barry Sanders. Well, that is not true, but good try. <laughs> I'm not going to give that at all. I'm sorry. I will not allow that to go down. <laughs> Barry Sanders is arguably the first or second best running back of all time. Bro, I hate you, I hate you, Gary. You're going to do this in my face, bro. I hate you. You are so disrespectful, bro. D was able to put up those numbers while sharing the backfield with another legitimate running back. Imagine he'd been the only cat in town. I think he has some Barry Sanders in the baby. Come on now. D never danced. 35 yards in the backfield multiple times and outrun everybody. Yeah. He was able can to we, can we not can we can we stop talking about me because this is going in the wrong direction? <laughs> this is going in the I wrong just, direction. I can't give you Barry Sanders. This, I'm sorry, this but, is going in the wrong direction. I I was gonna say that'd be like me saying Tony Gonzalez. That's just stupid. That's asinine. Right. I. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. I know. <laughs> I um. I. I would say uh, Mark Ingram. Uh, when he was with uh, New Orleans, uh, no, 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 first, first few years of marketing. First, first, first few years when they were throwing the ball kind of out of the backfield. This is a true story, bro. I, I hate that I'm gonna tell this. I've always been a Barry Sanders type running back because uh-huh. that's, just uh-huh. listen, listen to what I mean, <laughs> like type running back. Meaning, I always wanted to be like Barry Sanders when I was. But I, I, that's not how it started out, though. It started out like Ricky Williams. Ricky Williams was my guy. That's how I, I modeled my game after him in high school. I was running people over. That's why I was 34. I'm talking about, boom, running people over, D-linemen, dragging linebackers, bro, stiff arm and corners. Oh, dude, in high school, I did whatever I wanted to do because nobody was in college. Man, I got to college and tried to run over the defensive end, man, and he flatlined me. I had to come up with a different game plan. I switched my whole running back. I went from Ricky Williams to loving Barry Sanders. He <laughs> switched my whole love for who I – so that's why I wore 20 in college because I fell in love with Barry Sanders' running style of not getting hit. So it's a little bit of Barry – and a little bit of Ricky Williams in there. And I think it it translated over to Moel Day Moore. Moelle Did Ricky Day- Williams inspire your dreads? No. No. I, I didn't you tell you my inspiration. Out? I didn't tell you my inspiration behind my locks. I don't know if I've heard it. Okay. I, you, do you want me to tell you the story? Hold on. Before not? you tell me, can Gary, can you tell me what it is? What? Inspiration for D'Angelo. Uh, I don't know. I really don't know what his reasons for. Okay, I don't feel bad about not knowing either. <laughs> <laughs> so it it's it's not much. When I first when I first got drafted here in Carolina, I got here and I couldn't find a barber that could cut my hair. 
And so as a result of me not finding a barber to cut my hair, I just let it grow out. And I tried to do uh, braids, but they hurt my head. And I was like, nah, I can't do that. And they was like, well, try locks. And I tried locks and boom. That's how I got locks. I'm not saying that people in Charlotte can't cut hair. I'm saying that when I first got here, I couldn't find those people that could cut hair. Wow. Yes. And I thought it was going to be so much more inspiration. No, that. That's it. That's the story. That's, that's, that's well, it. That's all. Before we get too sidetracked, you know, I, I, can't, I can't let us get off this podcast before we talk about my boy Vinny Mac stepping down from the WWE. Uh, you know, lots of debate that it's kind of a forceful uh, retirement. Probably is. So I want to know one. Do you think it's forced? If it is, what do you think is about to come down the pipeline? Do you think there's about to be something get dropped on uh, Vinny Mac? Or and two, um, what will you remember most about Vince McMahon's impact in the sports entertainment? Uh, I'll go first. I think it was definitely forced, but I think it's gonna. I think a lot of the stuff that you've already heard of him paying off uh, women and stuff like that. So I think there may be more of that stuff coming out, which it make for him to for, to step down and not be a face of it it doesn't ta- it won't tarnish the WWE name and i think that he doesn't want his baby to be tarnished so i think he's going to step down let let stephanie run it and obviously triple h will probably be part of it i'm sure shane O'Mac will be a part of it and uh they'll keep it going like that um and what will i remember the most i would say probably just I got two things. I would say how he revolutionized wrestling in the late 80s, early 90s, like the way he brought up Andre the Giant and Hogan and made them household names in the 80s and really brought wrestling to the forefront into TV and made it as big as it was. And then without that, um, we wouldn't have the best wrestler to ever live and Shawn Michaels. So I would I definitely got to give credit there and as is. Good riddance to his ass. I I don't I don't I don't feel bad at all. Uh, he hadn't been on TV. He hadn't impacted wrestling at all from a standpoint of of his appearance, him physically being there. From what he retiring from doing, that's what I don't understand. Everybody was like, "Oh, we gonna miss you, Vince." No, we not. Nobody's gonna miss Vince fucking McMahon. So stop it, Gary. Stop it, time. Stop it, WWE universe. Nobody gives a damn about seeing Vince McMahon week in and week out talking about your fire or those lame, tired storylines, bro. Nobody's going to miss that. We just don't know what to say when people say, hey, I'm retiring. It's this knee-jerk reactions we get all the time. Whether, oh, you you know, you was the greatest. Uh, you, we're going to miss you. Come back. You should unretire. You're lying. Stop lying to yourself. Figure out what you should say versus just coming up with stuff. Nobody's going to miss Vince that. McMahon. Nobody's going to miss Vince McMahon. I never said that. Did you listen to anything I just said? Yes. I don't you said think his impact on, on I said impact in the I'm not 80s, talking, yes. I'm not talking about you saying you, okay, you're going to yeah, miss no, I'm, saying, I'm, I'm talking about the WWE don't. universe, what yeah. everybody else is saying. Yeah. I'm talking to the ones that feel like they're going to miss him because he does nothing for wrestling as it relates to storylines that are great now i mean when they was first originally like you said his impact early on yeah he had a hell of an impact when he first came in and when he carried those first 
you know, but I, he, he, he didn't evolve enough, in my opinion. He didn't evolve enough to come to that guy right now. We missed CM Punk more than we'll ever miss uh, Vince McMahon. And we hadn't, again, when was the last time you seen, when was the last time you seen Vinnie Mac walk to the ring and wrestle and you were entertained by it? Well, never, now, we just have to see wrestling. Right, that's that's what I'm saying. We 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 right now, Vince McMahon is at that age now where he's an ancient relic. He so, is, Shane O'Mac is, and they are one of those guys now that when we see him, we was like, oh shit, man, he look good for his age. That's as best as he gonna get. So, time before you go, I got a question, and then I want you to answer about what you think of the Vince, and then answer this question. My question is, do y'all have a problem with what Tony Khan said? After it was announced, Vince was stepping away. And do y'all know what he said? Oh, I don't well, know what he said. I, I don't know what he said. So he said he tweeted out. He said, "Thank you all the w, uh, all the wrestling fans out there. Uh, I appreciate all the love and support. I am now the longest tenured CEO of wrestling. Thank you for the support. AEW Rampage on Friday, all that kind of stuff, and just said thank you for being the longest tenured CEO of wrestling. And he got ripped." by wrestling fans because of it. Do you have a problem with it? Because I do not because I don't either. WWE was already trying to destroy AEW and trying to bring him down a peg. This is him just getting a shot back Bro, at, I, at WWE. I this, have no this, problem with it. It's, it's, it's ridiculous to me because it's okay for us to watch Arby's and McDonald's and, and all these fast food companies duke it out. And the time that, you know, one CEO from another say something because another one's retired they want to jump down this throat. It has nothing to do with them being CEOs. It has everything to do with the product. Okay, because I like this product, yep. I'm not supposed to like this product. Oh, because I like bar soap, I shouldn't like liquid soap. They both do the same thing. Use the damn soaps. Which blows my mind. Wrestling fans should like Crazy. all wrestling, whether it be Impact, whether it be New Japan, AEW, WWE. It should be all of you. You shouldn't hate one because they're a rival. You should like them all because you're a wrestling fan. And and that's the one thing that I and and we can end this after this. Well, I want to hear the, Times' opinions first. Okay, this is the, that was the one thing that I used to love about WrestleMania before the pandemic, when all the other wrestling uh, uh, publications would come in and center their stuff around WrestleMania. You got opportunity to see so many, so much new talent that's now like big in WWE or. Or, or in Impact or in New Japan Wrestling or in AEW, you get a chance to see them either on a smaller scale because of all other publications having stuff. And and it's amazing because you get to see different type and caliber wrestlers from house shows, the independent shows, everything around it to like now it's just mostly WrestleMania stuff, like WWE-inspired stuff because they do the two days. Time? Yeah, so for me, I think, first of all, I think it's hilarious that Khan said that. I think that's just funny. Uh, and, you know, <laughs> it's, a, it's a well-timed, you know, even though that's, you know, that's technically a day that, you you know, maybe you could wait till the next day. I don't know. But, you know, especially if the circumstances were different and Vince wasn't retiring for the reasons we're thinking he's retiring, then I think, you know, maybe you give him a day of respect. Uh, but whenever it's almost clearly because of the sexual assault or whatever, I don't even know if it was sexual assault at this point. I think it's it was just, off. I, I yeah. don't really know everything either. 
Yeah, I, I, I saw, I've seen some people arguing about this. I don't think that it was any sexual. So I think it was just um, cheating, essentially, and then paying off. Um, but consensual from everything I've seen. Anyways, um, but yeah, if it wasn't for that, I think maybe you do give them a little bit of, you know, respectful 24 hours uh, before you make that sort of joke. But I, don't know, I think it's funny. As far as Vince and, you know, uh, D, you said you don't understand, you know, what there is to say was, you know, you're not you're not saying anything to Vince for what he means currently to the WWE. Yeah, we're not trying to have the, you know, Vince first Stone Cold run for, you know, 12 more years. It's more about the impact he's had um, from when he, you know, turned WWF into what it was today. Uh, you know, because who knows if it would have ever gotten there if it wasn't for his, you know, drive and push. And, um, you know, obviously people think that Vince has kind of lost his touch here recently, but that doesn't change the fact that in the past he had some really great uh, ideas, some really great things that went through to make WWE what it is today. Um, and so, you know, you got to remember that and still – you know, take that into account whenever you're thinking about honoring or just, you know, remembering someone when they retire. Uh, it's not about what they're doing for you pre-currently. It's all about what they've done for you as a whole. Any, any words on that, D, or were you just looking at your phone? I, um, I'm, I'm trying not to. He wasn't listening to you. No, I'm trying not to be disrespectful. That's what it is. I'm trying not to be disrespectful. Cause that dumbass shit and talking about honoring those that that uh, honoring all that he put in now. I mean, back in the days versus now. That that means nothing, man. It means absolutely nothing. And this is what I mean by absolutely nothing in athletics. How we're judged, like I said with J.J. White, and I'm bringing this all full circle. He did a lot in three years, and that three years has now carried his entire career. And because of that, we have a falling out on whether or not he deserved the accolades that he deserved because he didn't do it for a long period of time. Vince has rode the coattails of really good wrestling, and he's also buried a lot of them. Uh, yes, I'll give him credit for having the wherewithal and having the vision to buy out another wrestling publication and merge the two and then uh the, the you know the wars everything that happened then but vince is also the reason that wrestling is where it is today and awfulness in terms of the tied storylines that they giving us day in and day out so we're gonna judge him based off what he's doing right now vince is trash world wrestling federation is better than world wrestling entertainment that's all I'm saying, and 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 we're saying that we're gonna miss him. We're not gonna miss him. Thank you for what you have done for wrestling, but also screw you for what you've done for wrestling. Like I, well, it it, it blows my mind. Part of that's not his fault, though. Part of that is the world we live in today. Because if you go back and watch some of the attitude what? era, if you go back and watch some of the attitude era clips and highlights and. Think about if they tried to get away with doing that in today's environment. AEW do that now. AEW no, do that right now. MJF will cut a promo. Nowhere near the same level. I just saw a video the other day where Edge and Lita were acting like they were having sex in the middle of the ring. 
There's no way. And then some of the comments are having a godfather that walks out with all his hoes on the whole trip. There's no way that gets by today. But world. why? Why can that not get by today? Because this is the world we live in. I know. Goes back to Gary. Goes back to Gary being upset. But that's another podcast. Thank you guys for joining us today. <laughs> we have to end this one. <laughs> yeah. I like. I about to say, when when did you start taking over my we out? Was it whenever I just missed all those times? <laughs> yeah, when, when you're because you're, you're never on. Yeah, yeah. That's that's. I I I just went ahead and just fell into that role. Well, we appreciate you guys tuning in. Before we get out of here, I do want to say go check out the YouTube channel. The guys just dropped. A uh, a little a little clip of them where they go to search for Bigfoot. As always, you got your skeptic Gary over there. Um, could they make him a believer? D'Angelo, who knows what 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 what, what he was doing? But you know, uh, he's probably on you, his phone. You, you really you really <laughs> want to watch this episode, bro? It is insane what happens to Gary. Like I in full conversation time, and don't, don't say nothing, Gary. Goes, you got to make him watch the episode. Got to make him watch this. In full conversation, I couldn't say nothing. All right. I was like... I was like <laughs> <laughs> well, y'all go check out that video. It's on the Cinnamon and Sugar YouTube page. And we will be back again next Monday. And how about that? Well, it's been a whole episode without talking about LeBron. We out! You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to 